We're going to continue in our series on God-given benefits. And today and next week, we're going to talk about supernatural health. And then we're going to uh, culminate next week with a powerful prayer and worship as we move into this realm of belief of who God is. This series was set in my heart many, many months ago because um, at a time frame in my life and, and going through, um, and I'll just say, going through the last few years, losses of a mom, a mother-in-law, a father-in-law, some amazing friends uh, who have passed uh, in this house and, and family members. And uh, I began to go to the Lord and going through all of the losses and, and experiencing with some of you that have gone through losses, I began to really sense how amazing my God is. I really began to sense in such a, a unique way and the Lord took me to Psalm 103. If you want to turn to that, please do so. And he didn't um, show me him at that moment in a greater way, but he showed me the heart of David and how David was literally speaking to himself, reminding him of how loving and caring and giving and forgiving and gracious his God was, who is my God. And so he wrote Psalm 103 with this in mind, as we learned last week, is that he was speaking to his soul. He was telling his flesh, line up to what my spirit is feeling and knowing. Line up with this. And he literally, let me just tell you, when he was writing this in the connotation of the Hebrew language is that he literally was looking at himself and said, David, don't you realize how great your God is? You have no room to complain. Because if you study the Psalms before that, He was complaining, but he loved God. He was just going to his father and basically pleading his case. And so in, in an instant, what the Holy Spirit showed me was this man who was the apple of God's eye, was just really just telling himself, realize this. Know how great your God is. And then he began, because of the heart, he began to write the benefits of knowing and having relationship with Father God. The triune God, God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. Last week we talked about the first benefit, 
of supernatural forgiveness because it comes from God. It's supernatural. And we talked and we went through the, the aspect of what really forgiveness really is inside and out. And if you weren't here, you can go online, you can go on Church Center, and you can listen to it again because it will, it will be like David. You will have an emotion like David had that you'll really begin to speak to your own soul, your mind, your thinking, your will, and you'll say, I'm forgiven. In Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. See, that's what he was doing. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. In other words, don't forget all the benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Remember inside what we have a tendency, weaknesses in our life, we have a tendency to fall to, is that he forgives all that. In other words, there's a power that allows you to have strength so your weaknesses become strong. Who heals all your diseases. Notice, who forgives all your iniquities, and then he says, the Lord heals all diseases. How many diseases? Okay, so with most people, it's really easy to believe the first part, but not the second part. Are you with me? In life, I've had health problems. I've had to believe God to receive restoration in my body. I've had friends who've had health problems. I've had family members that have had health problems. I've ministered to some of you that have had health problems. But I know by grace, God forgives all my sins. But let's be honest today. We have a verse in the Bible that says he forgives all our iniquities and he heals all our diseases. So the question is, is that verse true? Is that verse for today? Or was there a time where God healed all diseases, but he doesn't anymore? Was there some type of, I'm talking about how a lot of people explain this out, why they're sick. Was there a time or dispensation that yes, God forgave at that time, but he just doesn't do it anymore? Even though he says, I forgive all your iniquities and heal all your diseases. But part of that verse, because of experience, maybe it's not true. And my question was, how, when I wrote this, how can you separate the two? Saying the first part of this verse is true, but the second part, <clears throat> another explanation, has passed away. 
And then after they say that, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. No, it's not hard to explain. You just said something that the Bible didn't say. And, I, and please understand me is David is out there in the field writing. And he's feeling pressure of life. He's feeling loneliness. He's feeling these things. And he's reminding himself, because we're reading the, the scriptures before, the Psalms that he wrote before. But right here, he's reminding himself of something very, very, very important. I have news for everybody that tries to explain health away. The whole Bible is true. See, then they come back with, well, you know, if he heals all diseases, well, why did this happen? And this happened. And this happened. And that happened. And this person faced this. And I lost my, and you fill in the blank. Why does this happen? Now, Today and next week, I'm going to take a very difficult theological issue, and I'm going to explain it to you. So I pray that you would bring everybody that you know, and bring yourself, because we're going to explain this. We're going to show you what God said, this loving, gracious, that we believe forgives, he's also our healer. So after the three hours to date, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I'm going to do it by asking some tough questions, okay? So I have three questions, one today, I'll give you a hint of the second one at the end, and then I'll give you the third one next week, and we'll cover the second and third next week. The first question is why, dot, dot, dot. Why I put that there is I want you to fill in a blank. In times of our lives, emotions, I know, emotions rise up. All the emotions you feel, all the stuff that goes on physically in our world, the evil that is in our world. And I'm... I know that every one of us, because I'm included in this, is why did, and you fill in the blank. Some people say, well, God had a better idea. His idea was written in the book. Or God needed them more than we needed them. So I'm using verbiage that I hear even at funerals. And because they are funerals and uh, I love people, I don't correct that. But it brings tears to my eyes because they have separated the verse. 
One is true and one's not. Like, why am I not healed if you're going through a health situation? If God says he heals all my diseases, why am I not healed? Why is my friend not healed? Why is my family member not healed? Here's some difficult questions. Why did my friend die? Why did my parent die? Why did my sibling die? And the last one I'm going to say to you, this is even hard to say, but I don't want to be insensitive, but I want you to understand where deception can come. It's not deception where we, we, we live a life where, you know, all of a sudden there's this spooky thing that, you know, because we've done something wrong. No, we're doing everything right. We're worshiping God. We're loving God. We're, we're journaling. We're getting in the Word of God. We're going OSL. And then thoughts come to our head. And then, then anger begins. We're going to talk about this in a few weeks. Anger begins to rise up, and we become angry at God, especially in this situation. Three times in 42 years of ministry, I've sat in a hospital room holding a child that died at birth. And the parents sitting there across the way. And the only comfort at that moment that's there is their, one of them, I was a youth pastor. Their youth, their pastor was there to just be a part of their child's life. Knowing the truth, Romans 5, um, that child's in heaven. And, and But that doesn't change the emotional trauma that happens in your life and in mine. And because of these traumas and these emotional things that go on, there are some times that we're going to have to be like David. And with the question why, we filled in the blank that we have to stop for a moment in the pain that we're in, the awful, tragic pain that we're in, and speak to our soul and say, I'm reminding you that God is your healer. I'm talking slower because I'm fighting tears because I remember the pain that people feel. I've gone to a hospital, get a phone call. Someone had a heart attack. They're on the way to the hospital. I get there. He's still alive. They even had me go into the room, probably because they knew physically what was going on. And right there, He's looking at me, and he dies in front of my face, holding him. And his wife over there on the ground, weeping. 
See, that's what, I'm not trying to be insensitive to anybody. I'm trying to bring about the emotional trauma that we go through. But we have to understand, as David is doing, he's, thank you, he's reminding us how great your God is. And then in this series, we haven't covered it at all, he's not only a God of forgiveness, but he's a God that heals. I know right now a lot of emotions are being brought up, but just take a moment, just look at your neighbor and just smile at them a little bit. If God heals all diseases, then why? You filled in the blank. But I want you to notice, we just read a verse where uh, God forgives all your iniquities and he heals all your diseases. Was in the same verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all our diseases. It's a pattern in Scripture. Forgiveness and healing happens all the time. Pattern in Scripture. Isaiah 53, turn to that, but let's look at another verse. Isaiah 53, turn to it, but I want to look at Isaiah 33, 24. It says, And the inhabitant will not say, I am sick. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity. In other words, don't say, I am sick, the inhabitant. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity. This is talking about Zion in that scripture. Hebrews 12 says that we are, as believers, we have not come to the mountain touched by fire, but we have come to Mount Zion. The word Zion means gathered worshipers. Now follow my thought here. It's a symbolism of the church. And so here we are as a church, Zion, we're gathered together worshiping God. It says you've come to Zion, to the church of the firstborn, to those registered, the saints registered in heaven. It's referring to the church. It also says the people who dwell there, they're not going to say I'm sick and they're going to be forgiven their iniquity. Healing and forgiveness in the same verse. Isaiah 53, 5 says, but he was wounded, remember last week? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. That is what we read last week, but you continue the same verse. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Forgiveness and healing in the same verse. Are we going to parse out forgiveness and then push away healing? Chastisement, Jesus took punishment. That's what it's saying. For our peace with God was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Now, this is uh, an Old Testament messianic scripture But the New Testament actually quotes this and confirms this. Stay in Isaiah 53, 1 Peter 2, 24. says, who himself bore our sins. Notice the word bore. We're going to cover that in a second. In his own body on the tree, meaning the cross, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. Now watch. Verse 24 continued, by whose stripes 
you were healed. You were healed. Past tense. Forgiveness and healing in the same verse. Some people would say, well, the Greek word for healed there is the Greek word sozo, and they're right. See, it's amazing even theologians try to explain it away. Try to say, this is God's plan for you to just suffer, 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 suffer. Sozo means made whole. It's translated many times, but as the word saved. So, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Sozo, made whole. Its meaning uh, is to be made whole in spirit, soul, and body. So it says, by his stripes were made whole. Forgiveness and healing in the same verse. But I just want to go a little bit deeper here. This verse uses the word bore. That's stating that Jesus bore our sins on the cross. We talked about that last week, the transgression and iniquity. Now, my question to you, do you believe Jesus bore your sins on the cross? I'm asking, do you believe that Jesus bore your sins on the cross? Amen. Of course he did. Well, let me ask you another question. Do you believe that he bore your sickness on the cross? See, and I want to tell you, even though we say amen, there's still, in many instances in our life, we struggle in that area. Because I want to tell you, pain and suffering and sickness and disease takes it out of you. Have you noticed that when people are very sick, they're not very happy? And I'm not making fun or making light of it. I'm just telling you is that when you go in, in life and hospitals and different things, you've got to understand that we are facing challenges in this evil world. But again, I'll even explain that to you in these two weeks. So let's look at another scripture that shows he bore sickness also. So it's very important to answer the question, why, correctly. And we must understand this truth now theologically. So I'm going to take you on a journey here, and I'm I'm making it simple because I'm simple, but I want you to follow me with this. In Isaiah 53, verse 4, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. So it says he, he has borne our griefs. The word griefs translated sickness. It's in the Old Testament 24 times. Four times it is translated griefs. 20 times out of 24 times, this word is translated sickness or disease in the Old Testament. So when you see the translators translating from the Hebrew or from the Greek, you will see the, the, the um, full picture of the word. And sometimes you don't. 
because our language changes through the years. When you use the term griefs, they were probably explaining a sickness that brought a lot of grief, like maybe cancer. And, and we have to recognize is what's happening here is there is an ultimate attack of the enemy to try to get you and me to not receive a benefit of our salvation. And the benefit of our salvation is wholeness, is healing. So surely has borne our griefs, which means sickness. The New Testament quotes verse 4, but let me explain it to you theologically to help you understand this. The word for iniquities, could, we could use the word sins. The words heal all diseases, could, we could use the word sicknesses. So when Jesus bore our sins and sicknesses on the cross, you must understand the three aspects, listen, listen to this, of how he bore our sin. So there are three aspects of how he bore our sin. And I'm going to show it to you in in a few areas so that you see the the process of this. He bore the penalty regarding our sin. He bore the penalty of sin. He paid for it. He bore the power of sin, and he bore the presence of sin. Because we live in a world where the presence of sin is alive. We'll transfer it to the second part of the verses on sickness, and we'll show you the same thing. So Jesus bore the penalty of sin. Remember, when Jesus reveals himself to John in the book of Revelations, this is what he tells John. He says, I was, I am, and I will be. Or, who was, who is, and who is to come. Jesus, who is God, is all tense. He's past, present, future. He's eternal. He's eternal. And so when you're studying the theological aspect of the teaching on this, it's based on eternal truth. Truth that is eternal. Truth that doesn't change because something in your life or my life changes. The truth will set you free. And and we have to to get to this place in sin. We have sin. We sin, and we're going to sin. Don't you tell me that, Pastor. I'm not going to sin ever again. Well, you just lied. You sinned. We have been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Remember that teaching. The three are past, present, future. We have been saved by grace through faith. We are being made whole as we grow more in faith here on the earth. So saving is happening. In other words, we are living that lifestyle of wholeness, and we're growing in that. And we will be saved one day in heaven from this sin 
because there's no sin in heaven. Again, speaking of sin only, we have been saved already from the penalty of sin if you believe in Jesus Christ. If you receive Jesus, you've been forgiven. Keep following me. One day he will, uh, we will be saved from the presence of, him, of sin, and that's when we go to heaven. No grief, no sorrow, no sickness, no disease, no pain in heaven. Right now, or today, we are being saved from the power of sin. I'm saved in Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, but my soulish nature is not. I am, I'm living a life out, growing. All right? Now, keep that same focus, and now we're going to go to the second part of, of the verse. Even believers, even though they've been saved from the penalty of sin because sin is still present in the world, sometimes believers fall to the power of that sin. No matter how spiritually mature you and I are at times, you fall under the power of sin. So what you do, you sin. So, okay, so I can prove that to you. After, you're going to have to answer this, after you were born again, has any of you sinned? <laughs> Those watching online, they went, you yeah. <laughs> I'll ask it again. After you were born again, have you ever sinned? Yes. All right, thank you. You just need to understand that. What's going on in our lives? So the question, how could you sin if he bore your sin on the cross? The Bible does say he bore our sins on the cross. So listen closely. Jesus also bore the power of sin. Have you ever gotten victory over sin? Have you ever had something going on in your life before you were saved or even after you are saved and finally you just decided, you know what, I'm going to beat this thing. And you beat it. Amen? Okay, so, so here, here we are, even in this aspect of sin, we're going to heaven and we're finding out sickness is not from God, disease is not from God. All right, so we got to put the blame in the right direction because if we don't, again, that word, deception begins to take place. And even though we have the power over sin or even powers, we're going to see, over sickness, we don't take that authority because the tragedy of what you have suffered brought you there? Where did it bring you? To unbelief. It's not because you chose it. You love God. Your desire. And that's why David, again, that's why I do it too, is I tell myself, self, 
knock it off. Or self, keep going. Because I read here and I read here and I read here. If I do this, and God will guide me, lead me, so I know what God said, so I do it, but I don't see the answer yet. Anybody there? And, and, and you're, you struggle in this area, and you, you haven't seen the answer yet, but you know this is what you read, and this is what you heard from your pastor or whatever, a teacher, OSL, and, and, and you're going that route, but you still haven't seen the answer. But you got to go back to the verse. That you have the power over that. Because through Christ, great is his victory in us. All right, let's go on. We're, we're almost concluding here. By the way, Thursday, I just had an amazing time with my family. Thanksgiving. And Melissa's dad and, and his wife is here with us. And uh, Jennifer and Louie. But I just want to tell you, I played wiffle ball with my grandkids. I work out, I run, I ride the bike, okay? I play golf. I can't tell you how sore I was on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> wiffle ball. It's close, close to that word wiffle, I was whip. Just wanted to break this up a little bit. Again, no matter how spiritually mature you are, at times you fall under the power of sin, not because you're willing to do that, but because you allowed life to direct you away and pull away from that scripture. So how could you sin if, if he bore your sin on the cross? Jesus bore the power of sin, but sometimes you fall under the power of sin because sin is still present in this world. Are, are you following where I'm going here? Okay, and, and what I'm really trying to do is to really show you how wonderful our God is. And wherever, whatever's going on in your life, whatever's happening, whatever decisions you've made, whatever is, is manifesting itself in front of your eyes, God is still this gracious, loving, forgiving, healing God. And we need to not accept, so this is not what I'm saying, this is not what the Bible's saying. We need not to accept the falling to sin or even the falling to the power of sickness. See, right away when you start saying words like that, so you're saying it's my fault. I'm not saying it's your fault. 42 years of experience, real, more than that, 
45, almost 46 years of experience of ministry, we get real sensitive to when people bring truth regarding areas of our life. And I'm just saying to you, take that deep breath and realize the God that you serve. Speak to your soul and say to your soul, I'm going to, if I have to change how I think, what I say regarding this subject, so it lines up with the word, not with Pastor Gary, but lines up with the word of God, then do it. Because let me tell you, there are times in my life, there are things that rise up and it really ticks me off. Stuff that goes on. That question why flies through my brain at times in my life too. But I don't go back to my emotion and my feeling and what I've heard and what I've said. I go back to what the Word of God says. And I'm, because what David was saying, I need to see everything through who God is in my life. He's not only your forgiver, but he's your healer. So Jesus also bore our sickness on the cross. There's no doubt of that because it's in Scripture. You can't argue that away. But because sickness is still present in this world, sometimes even as a believer, we fall under the power of the sickness because we're not convinced both parts of that Scripture is true. So here's the question. Do I have to convince you that we live in a world that is evil and evil is still present? Do I have to convince you? No, okay. Because in this world evil is present, we still fall at times as a believer to what evil presents. We have authority over that, but the reality is we fall to it because we really don't believe God is who he says he is. This answer to the question, why? How can you say Jesus healed all my diseases when my friend died of a disease? We still live in the presence of evil, but that doesn't mean Jesus did not pay for it. Just because it's there doesn't mean that Jesus didn't pay for it. And as Scripture would say, he bore your sin and sickness. He took it upon himself. He paid for it. It is paid for. You don't have a debt. Because you were this way in the past and you made these mistakes doesn't mean now you're paying for it because Jesus already paid for it. You don't have a debt to repay. Never forget this. Remember, 
we are saved through the grace series. We are saved by grace through faith. But never forget this. God will never punish you for your sins because he already punished Jesus. What did I do that caused God to allow sickness in my body? God will never punish you for your sins because he already punished Jesus. I want you to picture with me the blood of Jesus Christ continues to work in your life. The stripes that Jesus took on his back continue to work in your life. He paid for it. You don't have a debt of sin. You don't have a debt of sickness. He paid for it. And so we rise up, and I know, I know what I'll get. I'll get people asking me, Pastor, didn't you go through? Yeah. Didn't you have? Uh Uh-huh. Because this stuff is evil is in this world. But be of good cheer, Jesus Christ has overcome this world. Amen. Amen. And yeah, stuff's going on. Yes, you feel the way you feel. But I'm asking you, as I sat holding, especially one memory, this baby, this beautiful little girl, stillborn, and looking at the parents, I knew what evil was presenting itself to them in their thoughts and their minds. And then as a young pastor, pastoring a church, here comes a question. Pastor, why? With tears going down my cheeks, I said, the only thing that I can tell you is that God is a gracious, loving, caring God, and you are not punished. There is evil in this world that wants to steal, kill, and destroy But Jesus, the Christ that's in you, is greater. And the, the, the wife just, her eyes just glistened. I get that. Thank you. And from that time on, they have honored their daughter. We buried their daughter. They have honored their daughter. They've done things in life in honoring of her. Devastated in loss. Hurt. Suffering. 
but they didn't blame God. And they began to rise up. And today, they have a healing ministry. And today, they have a ministry that, that touches lives. And I'm not saying that because of how I was with them. But there was a call of God in their life. And God didn't have them experience this so that they could better minister to people. That's another thing that people give God. He doesn't do that. But through the experience, they saw God and they wanted to relate God to them. That God is your healer. And even though you've suffered loss, there's healing in your emotions, in the hurts that you feel today. Why? Because Jesus Christ, when he died and rose again on the third day, when we received Christ in our own heart, he gave us benefits. Next week, we're going to show you the what and the how. We talked about the why. There's evil. But we're going to show you the what and the how. How to walk through these things. How to, to live these things. And then we're going to end with a glorious time of prayer and seeing God do the miraculous in our lives. And, and even though we've gone through past tense, this tragedy, we can rise up in victory over it, that it will not destroy our lives, that we'll rise up, and that God will turn those things around in your life, and you'll be able to do great, greater things that you've ever believed to do. Amen? Let me close with this verse, Exodus fifteen twenty six. And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, do what is right in his sight, walk in his ways, give ear to his commandments, know his ways, and keep all his statutes, the best your ability, walk in that. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. What is he saying? I'm foretelling my grace. In what you've gone through, you have victory. Let's all stand. Can someone say hallelujah? Praise God. This is a start right now. This is a start. In Jesus' name, I proclaim that the intensity of your walk with God will just explode. There will be such a breakthrough into your heart of not explaining away because of what life has served you, but begin explaining to your own heart, your own mind, your own emotions, your will, God's heart. Thank you, Father for that truth all this week as we prepare for Breakthrough Sunday. Lord, we will speak to our soul. Soul, rise up in victory. Know your God. He is great. He is mighty. He is holy. And he does what he says. And in 
his word. I am forgiven. Past, present, future. In his word, I am healed. And I thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Let me explain something to you this evening and all of month, as Pastor Dan said. The reason why we do this is so you spend time with your family and friends. Spend time with your family and friends. Rekindle relationships and fellowship in these times that you have. And then in January, we're going to come back with some amazing stuff that God has planned for us at Valley Community. Love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. See you next week.